Now we can talk about your kids. How do you keep them motivated? Uh, how to get them engaged in exercise and eating healthy? Okay. Um, so monkey see, monkey do. Um, your kids watch what their parents do. And uh, they see my husband gets up. He's an early bird. He gets up and goes to the gym at 6 a.m. every morning, but they're, they're asleep. So they don't really know, but they know dad's at the gym. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a huge, uh, huge rugby fan. Goes to used to play rugby um, in school and in college and uh, goes to all the international games. And if rugby's on, we know not to walk into the room <laughs> unless you want to sit down and watch the game and be quiet with beside him. So uh, rugby and gym uh, are really kind of his passion. And uh And mine, uh, I love to run. As I said, I've I've been a kind of a gym goer and squash and netball and all sorts of stuff down through the years. But I love running. I love getting out. I love the way I feel after a run. I feel energized. I feel uh, just really healthy. Um, I feel amazing after a run. So that's, and you can, you know, during lockdown as well, just going back to lockdown for a second. Uh, yeah, running. I've never seen so many people out running, you know, on the streets and it's, it's amazing to see. So uh, that's kind of my passion. But yeah. Uh, as well as obviously what, you know, yoga and Pilates as well. Um, But the kids, uh, I suppose since day one, swimming was the first thing we got them to do uh, when they were like three, four, two even. Um, And then, uh, you know, football, rugby. My daughter is almost 17, she's 17 in March and she's still, which I think is amazing because a lot of girls once they get to kind of that menstrual age, they they give up and they fall out of sports. And um, so she still plays Gaelic and she plays uh, she plays football and she plays camogie, um, which is she's very passionate about. In fact, she had the whole Gaelic team around to my house last night. So uh, Elisa, Hello. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Otto. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers? Sure. So my name is Lisa. I am a personal trainer, a yoga instructor and a Pilates instructor. Um, I'm a mom. I have three kids and I have a lovely husband. And uh, yes, I've met Otto through work. So we're now sitting down chatting about life today. Yeah. So we know each other from David Lloyd's club. And so we both teach classes here together. So I thought it would be really interesting person to talk about, uh, especially Lisa is focused a lot on yoga and you could tell us a little bit about your background and also how you came from the banking world to become a a yoga instructor. Okay, sure. So, um, so I suppose I grew up in Dublin and, um, my parents instilled in us always to play sports and uh, I was a member of a gym at a quite a young age, actually Westwood, and uh, I live quite close to there. So I played squash and uh, went to the gym a lot and my family did the same. And then I went to college, I left school, went to college, I studied economics and Spanish and then uh, loved college and uh, met loads of friends there uh, that are still friends today. Um, I also did a master's then in banking and finance um, within UCD. And I went on to the banking world. Um, I've only had two jobs in the banking sector. Absolutely love them. Um, I worked in a dealing room for 16 years at one of the major banks. And uh, um, yes, I, I, I loved it. Um, it was an amazing job. Uh, I got paid well. And uh, I came to uh, a different stage in my life then, 16 years later, where I was married and expecting my third child. And uh, I kind of took a look at life and 
just wanted to spend more time with my kids and the opportunity came up within the bank. So um, I decided to uh, to leave and uh, I took a little bit of time off, had my had my third daughter and um, well, my third child. Uh, I have two two girls and one boy. They're almost 17, almost nine and uh, 13. So um, it's it's busy, as you can imagine. So I took a bit of time off to spend with them. I felt I, I just needed to be around more of the house and the kids needed me. So um, a couple of years later, I went back and trained as a personal trainer. And, uh, and then I went back to the finance world for a year and worked for a friend and... Uh, just uh, I, I went back then to study Pilates and then I had the confidence and my husband was behind me to actually move career, which is a huge, uh, exciting jump for anyone. But it's quite scary at the same time because obviously you have, you know, bills to pay at the end of the day. But uh, I had found something that I really, really loved Pilates and personal training. And then I added on yoga as well. So I've worked for um, I've worked for a, a couple of different people and I now work for David Lloyd and uh, I also uh, work in Talkie um, for computer personal training, which uh, I love as well. So um, I'm very happy to say that I, I love my career. I did love the bank, um, but I needed more out of life. And uh, now I balance my, my my work with my kids. In fact, sometimes my kids don't even know that I work because they're at school or they're, you know, studying away um, at school. And, uh, and I'm always there to collect them. I'm there to drop them in the morning. And uh, when I go to work in the evening, my husband is home anyway. So they just you know, no, I go out for a few hours and that's it. Um, but yes, I love yoga. I love Pilates and um, I do the odd bit of PT as well. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not a boring life at all. <laughs> no, I feel blessed <laughs> to really love my job. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a passion. It's, it's, it's not work to me, to be honest. It's, it's a passion. Yeah. I look at it this same way. Yeah. And why did you choose yoga? Um, I just wanted to further my understanding of, you know, movement and uh, yoga is, um, I had always kind of uh, just, uh, you know, watched yoga or seen people do yoga and never really practiced it. And I just decided to dive straight in. And it's not that I practiced yoga for 10 years. I went to a class and uh, I spoke to the instructor afterwards and I said, do you think I could do the training with you? And she said, absolutely. You move well on the mat. You've no problems. You're strong. You're flexible. So yes. And I've been teaching yoga for um, probably three years now. Um, yoga is um, an amazing practice. Um, I'd encourage anyone to take it up. It's uh, it's a beautiful way to move, to open your body, to stretch your body, to become more flexible, to be stronger um, on the physical side and also on the, the mind side. There's a connection, a mind-body connection in yoga and uh, it helps you think about life outside your, your yoga mat and to, to, to stop and to be calm and to reassess and reset and uh, it just changes kind of the perspective of things. We get caught up in a, a wheel, you know, just day to day and, and in yoga we uh we, we have a chance to reflect and to um to look at things differently as we move on our mat and i always encourage um anyone that comes to practice with me to practice what you what you practice on the mat you take home with you as well into your life for example breathing in yoga is a huge part and it keeps us calm when we feel a little bit stressed so not only do you breathe deeply on the mat um, and you stay nice and calm but bring that into anytime you feel a little bit stressed in your life and anyone that comes to my classes will know that I say that um, in every single class to them so yoga is kind of you know it's it's, it's not just a, a movement in the mat for 45 minutes or an hour whatever it is it's you bring it into your into your life afterwards. Yeah, I love yoga myself. 
Actually, I would add to you this. You have to come to my class sometime. <laughs> I definitely have to. Yeah, yeah. I heard you're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, humble. So I actually, funny enough, how I started with yoga was I, I came to Ireland 17 years ago, almost precisely, and I got lots of back pain. So maybe half a year later, I was like really desperate to solve my back pain. Mm-hmm. And I just was passing the easons and I bought a yoga Bible. And then um, I'm just, I just open up the, the yoga Bible and pick two exercises. Yeah. One of them was like, when you're lying down your back, you flip your legs over your back. Okay. Wow. Uh, like kind of, yeah. and that really, really triggered my lower back. And I felt like I should be doing it. Yeah. And in two months, the pain was just gone. Wow. That's it. That's yeah. incredible. And uh, another one heads down and I was just able yeah. to do it straight ahead. So I felt like, uh, actually, it feels good. I never yeah. done yoga, but that 17 years ago, yeah. it really kickstart me believing that yoga is really, really good for, you know, m- making sure you don't get aches and pains in your body. Yes, um, it, it is. Absolutely. And there's so many different beautiful poses that you can do. Um, there's so many um, lovely poses that uh, will open and stretch your hips. And, and for me, I suppose, coming from an office background, I'm always very mindful of people that sit um, at their desk for long periods of time because I, I I, I've never had any major injuries, but I remember a little bit of back and shoulder pain kind of just from sitting at my desk for a couple of hours on the phone, Typing. bad posture yeah. and things like that. So um, I always focus on posture on opening up the front body and, you know, doing a lot of kind of hard opening poses. So that basically just brings back everything, all the roundness and the bad posture that a lot of us have from looking at iPads and screens throughout the day. And I would always kind of focus on hip openings in my class as well, because um, a lot of us would be, you know, seated for prolonged periods, um, you know, at your desk. So I've Obviously, those muscles get really, really tight. So a lot of my classes, I would focus on on hip opening and and that. But yeah, there's some amazing postures like the inversions, you know, the, the forearm stands and the, the handstands. And once accomplished, and unlike Otto here, you know, you don't just flip up into it. <laughs> Most of us, it takes uh, it takes a lot of time to, uh, to practice and uh, practice does make perfect eventually. So I would encourage anyone that's kind of, and a lot of people have said it to me in class, you know, I really want to do arm balances. I really want to do those, you know, those crazy poses that you see on, on Instagram. Um, but practice and good alignment and patience and uh, you need to build a little bit of strength and prep and uh, positive thinking can can get you into those poses eventually. So just find yourself a good teacher and, uh, you know, be careful and always practice those kind of poses against a wall in case you um, go a little bit further than you expect to go in them. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, my favorite one. Some of my favorite movements in yoga would be um, absolutely love Surya Namaskar, this sun salutations, and I always bring them into my classes. Um, they're just amazing to get uh, heat and energy into mm-hmm. your body and to open and stretch and prepare you for bigger movements um, on your mat. And uh, then I suppose there's there's a beautiful restorative pose, which I open a lot of my classes in which is a supta, supported supta baddhakanasana. So it's a hip opener, harsh opener, and it's it's just gorgeous. Um, try that, guys. You should, uh, you know, look it up. And then, you know, the, the forearm stance is the fancy stuff. And, you know. <laughs> you mean the forearm stance? It's like, uh, they call it cobra when you flip the legs over, like kind of arch them, arch uh, the back That's wheel, wheel, maybe. Wheel, is yeah. um, I suppose the forearm stance is, is pincha. Pincha would be kind of one of the, the major. Like the one yeah. you, you go on pincha. the headstand from here, you create a, a base yeah. like this, and you go yeah. on your head and then you open up. Yeah. And you flip the legs over that your feet are over your head. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, anytime you invert, you really re-energize your nervous system. So it's amazing. It's amazing for that. Um, 
And balance poses are really cool as well because uh, there's nothing else you can think of but where you are at that present moment and just balancing and managing on that one leg. So it just kind of brings you really into the moment and builds focus and concentration. So I could talk about yoga for you forever. Can. Yeah, you but can. Pilates is amazing too. Yeah. And a Do lot you of mix people, it in? Uh, not really, only if it's a fusion class, of course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. And we give a lot of fusion classes here in Pilates and, uh, and yoga, yoga in David Lloyd. Mm -hmm. um, Do they mix the... Tai Chi into it as well, a little flow with the breath as well, yes, like body balance. Absolutely. Because I te I, I'm body balance teacher for yeah. last nine, almost 10 years. So I know how it all blends together. Yeah. And that warm up of kind of like lift and drop, you know, yeah. it, it has a lot of to do with principles of yoga anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the breath and movement. Absolutely. All my yoga classes would improve would, would include breath work, um, whether it's equal inhale, equal exhale, four, seven, eight breath, whether it's uh, breath of fire or um, just three-dimensional breath is, is a Pilates and a yoga breath. Um, loads of different types of breathing, alternate nostril breathing. There's you know so many types. Uh, you can look them up. And but you can talk about really it a little bit more and maybe tell some of the benefits from yeah. breathing a certain way. Yeah. What's the physiology change? Changes, you know, yeah. what's behind it. Well, breathing, uh, breathing deeply, a lot of us shallow breathe into our shoulders and neck area. And uh, that's just because we're tense and um, we don't breathe deeply, you know, because we're not really conscious of our breath. You know, we take it as granted in and out. So we kind of breathe shallow and that can create a lot of tension around the neck and shoulder area. So when we breathe deeply, deep into the belly, um, we create that calmness in the body. So deep breathing has been proved to um, allow us to access uh, part of the nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, that it's part of the nervous system that we can actually control. So um, when we feel a little stressed, if you reach towards your deep breath, I just always say to people in my class, just take, just stop and pause and take some deep breaths. Deep breaths. Um, it really helps you to think clearer and just be calm. And a lot of us are stressed and there's not a lot we can do about it, but your deep breathing can help you make clearer decisions when you are stressed. And I do that in class and I say to people, bring it off the mat. So a lot of people have come back to me and said, well, I use my deep breathing there, you know, the other day when I, something happened. And that's amazing that you can bring something off the mat into your life that like as I said yoga has like life lessons as well um in terms of the breath as I said you can you can you, there's so many different types um and uh, I try to do that in class as well and just make it a little more interesting mm -hmm. um and also a lot of the the breathing techniques would help to improve your respiratory and lung efficiency as mm -hmm. well so it's all uh, really really good for that but just coming back to the Pilates um a lot of people think that Pilates and yoga are very similar and there is some similar postures um, but with anyone with kind of um, spine, you know, weakness, I would say definitely try Pilates, get down on a mat um, come to go to Pilates class, do your back extensions and work, um, work on your spine strength. And obviously just get it from the front as well and work on your core strength. And uh, a, a good few people have come back to me and said, you know, well, I've been doing your classes and I've been pain free for 10 months or whatever. And then if you stop, it may come back, but, um, you know, that a Pilates class would generally um, really work for, you know, stretching if you wake up and you've done something, you've pulled something and people say to me they feel much better after a class. And uh, I had a guy there recently in the club actually said to me that he runs marathons and he did a way better time. He got about 50, got 10 or 15 minutes off his marathon time and he was so yeah. happy and he puts it down to his Pilates class. Um, so... It's um, and then another uh, another lady once said to me, um, "It's the part of the week that she looks forward to the most." So that's part of why I love my job that you 
you, people say these things to you and it's just makes everything worthwhile, you know, for me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, I just say, I advise everyone to, to try it, uh, to try yoga, to try Pilates and, uh, just to, to see what it can do for your body. Um, it's just getting movement into your body and, and maybe movement that you don't get on a day-to-day -day basis. So we walk and, you know, we flexion extension, but uh, you can, you know, in a, in a class, you'll move your hip laterally or you'll rotate and, you know, you may not get that movement into your body on a daily basis, but you certainly do in a class. So it's just, so we don't all seize up when we get old, you know, I'm, I'm hitting a big number this year. I won't, <laughs> I won't tell you which, <laughs> I'm sure you can guess, but uh, yeah, you just got to keep moving. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I always say that to people that lateral strength, yeah. it's it's so lacking in everyday, everyday people's lives because how many times you do these lateral movements? Not often, uh, yes. Zero, zero. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so that also comes through spinal protection from your side walls, your obliques. Yes. And then also your abductors, the glute minimus and medius. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we have the weakness in the hips in the back and yeah. then eventually the arches start to fall because that abductor complex, the outer hip muscles are also responsible for pushing that knee out and lifting the arch. So eventually that deterioration of our lateral strength from the yeah. hip eventually start caving knees in and, and having that connected. wobble in. Like you can see it actually, if you walk on the stairs yeah. and observe your knee when you're walking the stairs, yes. does it stay straight mm -hmm. or does it wobble in and out? Yeah. And a lot of people I can, yeah, you know, I can see from classes, sometimes our bodies internally rotate and, you know, we might not be aware of it. And then it starts from the feet up as well. You know, the, the feet turn in, the knees turn in, the hips turn in, and then we've like huge tightness around the hips and stuff. So yoga would open that and the foot alignment is really important on the mat. So, you know, I always would cue people to look down at their foot and then suddenly they notice it's turning in and then when they turn it out. They go, wow, that's a great opener on my hip and my knee is inwards and you turn the knee out and even just putting a little finger inside their knee, you know, I we can't touch at the moment due to COVID, obviously, but just putting a finger in the inside of the knee, they'll just roll it out and suddenly they have a huge opening on their hip that they haven't felt in a long time. So, um, yes, absolutely, Otto, 100%. And it's all connected. And, uh, you know, in, in classes, yoga and Pilates classes, you work everything. You know, you work your glutes, you work your core, you work your obliques, your adductors, the fitness circle is great for that in Pilates class. Always try and bring that in as well. And that fires up pelvic floor, which not a lot of women need to strengthen up after um, multiple pregnancies and childbirth. And uh, yeah, so, um, so uh, give a class a go if you haven't already. And that goes for men as well. Men need it um, as much as women do, sometimes um, even more. And it's great to see um, uh, a lot of uh, males in the class. Um, sometimes it can be a little intimidating if you walk into a class and there's 12 or 15 women, but I would say um, absolutely don't let that put you off. And and now sometimes, um, you know, the classes would be half and half, definitely. Um, so it's great to see a lot of guys um, who would be tight suddenly you know, noticing they need to come to do yoga or they need to strengthen their spine because they've lifted too much weight and, uh, you know, they need to strengthen their core. So I would advise, um, you know, everyone. Um, I've also done it for my daughter's Gaelic team during lockdown. We did a Zoom um, yoga class and got them moving um, and got them stretching. And it's good for, you know, obviously anyone that plays sports. It's an amazing warm up. Um, my kids are big into sports and that's because we've driven that um, since we were, since we had them. Uh, so we've a huge um, variation of sports in our family. Um, but uh, yeah, and my son just, he was doing rugby trials there a couple of months 
hands back and he injured himself because he's he's just been swimming all summer, you know, in the Irish Sea and, and the first day back they did rugby trials and, you know, the kids obviously were a bit tight and he, he pulled a hip flexor, but I was able to show him how to stretch out and, and he got it back pretty quick and he's, he's you know, he was back to his rugby a couple of days later, but uh, it just shows you how easily, um, you know, you can, you can pull muscles and things like that. So just, uh, you know, stretching is just so important for your body. Yeah. Depending on what uh, what movement you're doing, what sport you're doing, uh, stretching is, is is vital. So uh, yeah, yeah. At the time of the lockdowns, especially for school kids, also all of their activities in a school finished. Yeah, their all the Very outside tough. of the school activities finished too. Yeah. So I had few parents ask me if I would train their kids those yes. lockdowns, and we found a park which was like five kilometers from me, five kilometers yeah. from there. We met in the middle ground, and I train Amazing. a couple of neighbors actually there yeah. was uh, two boys and, and then there was three sisters okay and I was training them all yeah. in the same time yeah. in the park and it was really nice because they had no other activities yeah. so at least they were way ahead of their peers from their training point of view yeah so yeah. I think they were they were really appreciating the fact that you know they had a, yeah. a quite comprehensive strength conditioning with flexibility as well mm -hmm. but Now we can talk about your kids. How do you keep them motivated? Uh, how to get them engaged in exercise and eating healthy? Okay. Um, so monkey see, monkey do. Um, your kids watch what their parents do. And uh, they see my husband gets up. He's an early bird. He gets up and goes to the gym at 6 a.m. every morning, but they're, they're asleep. So they don't really know, but they know dad's at the gym. Um, mm. And he's a huge, uh, huge rugby fan. Goes to used to play rugby um, in school and in college and uh, goes to all the international games. And if rugby's on, we know not to walk into the room <laughs> unless you want to sit down and watch the game and be quiet with beside him. So uh, rugby and gym uh, are really kind of his passion. And uh And mine, uh, I love to run. As I said, I've I've been a kind of a gym goer and squash and netball and all sorts of stuff down through the years. But I love running. I love getting out. I love the way I feel after a run. I feel energized. I feel uh, just really healthy. Um, I feel amazing after a run. So that's, and you can, you know, during lockdown as well, just going back to lockdown for a second. Uh, yeah, running. I've never seen so many people out running, you know, on the streets and it's, it's amazing to see. So uh, that's kind of my passion, but uh as well as obviously what, you know, yoga and Pilates as well. Um, but the kids, uh, I suppose since day one, swimming was the first thing we got them to do uh, when they were like three, four, two even. Um, and then, uh, you know, football, rugby. My daughter is almost 17, she's 17 in March and she's still, which I think is amazing because a lot of girls Once they get to kind of that menstrual age, they they give up and they fall out of sports. And um, so she still plays Gaelic and she plays uh, she plays football and she plays camogie, um, which is she's very passionate about. In fact, she had the whole Gaelic team around to my house last night. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so the girls are the girls are amazing and they're they're amazing team. Um, and that's hers. And she plays hockey in school as well. And uh, she she runs with me. We did a 10K in, we did the Great Scottish Run um, a while back uh, before COVID in Scotland. We traveled to Glasgow where my dad is from and we did the Great Scottish Run with my uncle and some cousins as well. So I trained her for that and we, we ran together, which was amazing. Um, my son plays rugby and he plays football. Um, and I think every day over last summer, he got on the bus and went to Dunleary and swam with his friends in the Irish Sea or in Kalini or wherever, you know, they'd just go from one place to the next and swim. So, um, and then my, my youngest daughter is uh, eight and she's almost nine and she, 
I just, she just, she loves life. She's this morning, she's already um, had a tennis lesson. She, uh, she's got uh, dance and drama this afternoon. She's, uh, she's hockey tomorrow. She has gymnastics. She has football. Uh, I'm sure there's a few other things in there, but yeah, look, it's just keep them moving, um, keep them active. It keeps them out of mischief. Uh, you know, keeps them out of your hair. Uh, there's a lot of lifts involved, uh, dropping and collecting. And it sometimes you do think that your weekend is just taxi driver and, uh, but they're your kids and, uh, you know, we do hundred percent for them. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see them love their sports and, uh, just, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's an effort. You have to put it in as a parent and, uh, it's very rewarding uh, to see them get that goal, get that, get that try, uh, you know, win that match. Um, and then as parents, you know, we're on the sidelines as much as we can we're in and out of the car and whatever and, and working at the same time. So, yeah, it's but you do it for your kids because, you you know, you just love them, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, I suppose, lead, lead by example. They don't see us sitting down that often, you know, um, they see us on the move and uh yeah, we're busy and we're uh, we are we're exer exercising all the time. So um, yeah, they just want to be like mom and be like dad, I suppose, and just that's action, the way action, of life, action. and that's the way they've been brought up, and they don't know any different. Yeah, Christina, on my last podcast, said nobody gets excited from watching TV for six hours. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's unhealthy. It, it, it is really good to balance it out. Yeah, obviously there are times we like watching yeah. movies or playing games. Yeah. But yeah, we, we also grew up like my generation, I'm 82 and, you know, like you, if you want to watch something, it would have to be on a program that is, this is going to be watched. Yeah. It is going to be playing on a TV, you know, it was Absolutely. a pre-CD movies and all that stuff. Yeah. It came eventually when I was 15, but not when I was a kid. Yeah. So we knew that, okay, if you want to watch something, it's going to be at 8 p.m. or it's going to be at 6 p.m. And you're going to be, okay, I want to be there. But in the meantime, we were yeah. always out. Yeah. Meeting with the neighborhood kids and playing football exactly. and, and cycling around. Yeah. We were super, yeah. super active. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we we're lucky enough to live in a kind of a small village and uh, the doorbell never stops as well. So <laughs> it's, um, they really kind of ha do have, they, they have a similar, um, a similar childhood to what I had. It was literally, we came back to be fed in the evening and that was it. So <laughs> the kids are out a lot. The doorbell's always ringing. They're out playing with their friends as well. And um, yeah, that's that's great. Um, that, that's great to to, to see. I um, remember the time when the moms used to shout out of windows, come home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pre-smartphone yeah. era, pre-phone era. <laughs> yeah. I know my kids think I'm like ancient. We, uh, you know, in the olden days, mom, I'm not that old. Olden you know? days. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, even things like when they're doing their homework, it's like we didn't have the Internet when you're we doing your homework. You had to look up a book, you know, to find the answer and you had <laughs> yeah. to look up many books to find the answers. And yeah. it's just so easy for them now to, to go Google on to Google and, and Google. You know, yeah. there's no Google Translate in those days. You had to just go and look up a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's extension of our human self, uh, that technology. I mean, it saves you so much time. You get the information. So it means education can be on the next level if you want it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but how do you make them eat healthy, your, your kids? Yeah. So um, how do we, if it's not in the house, you won't eat it. Um, it's my rule. So it starts in the supermarket. Um, I'm careful about what I, I choose in the supermarket. Obviously, you know, there's little treats and all sorts and, you know, there's, there's chocolate and there's crisps and whatever. But once it's gone, it's gone. I do the shop once a week and I say to the kids, 
if it's gone, it's gone. I'm not going to the shop to buy more. Here's your ice cream. Now, I'm a big fan of ice cream. That's my weakness. <laughs> so um, I even, you know, I'll run back last minute and say, I forgot ice cream. I can't come home without ice cream. So, um, yes, if it's, it, it starts in the supermarket. Um, you know, there's so much fruit, so much vegetables. Um, that uh, it would take up kind of a lot of space and um, very little processed foods. Um, we wouldn't really eat. My, my husband cooks most nights of the week. He's, he's a great cook. He cooks curries and kormas from scratch and stir fries. And so we don't really eat takeout. Um, obviously, the kids get McDonald's every now and again, and that's that's OK. Or, you know, chipper chips, them. you know, out of a brown paper bag, you know, tastes amazing. But uh, that is definitely not the norm. That would be... Uh, you know, they've home cooked meals Um not really any any junk, uh, a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables. Smoothies are a great way to encourage your kids to uh, to eat fruit. They love them. They love the fact that they can use the Nutribullet on their own and add some juice and try out different things. Um, maybe even sneak a few vegetables in there as well. But uh, yeah, exercise and healthy eating is so important for children. And um, if... Uh, you know, and, and just, you know, if the kids, they eat something and I say, well, you have to have something. You can have it after you eat something healthy or I, I will kind of say to them, I probably shouldn't, but I do say to them, now you do know that's not healthy and go, yeah, I know, mom, I know, mom, but I'm going to have an apple next or something like that. You know, so it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I suppose, bringing that awareness to what's good, what's not. Um, and the girls like a lot more junk than my boy. And my boy just does, he won't put anything bad into his mouth. Right? <laughs> the bar, bar, bar ice cream, which is, which is good for you. There's protein in it anyway. But yeah, I'm very <laughs> conscious, I suppose, of your carbohydrates, your, your three, your carbohydrates, your proteins, your, your good fats. Uh, we eat a lot of avocados. That smashed avocado with an egg on top is beautiful. Mm -hmm. nice. You know, some sourdough. Yeah. And yeah, a big fan of that. My daughter would eat that with That's me. That's breakfast, She makes yeah? it. Yeah, that would be maybe a lunch or lunch whatever. Lunch, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fats, proteins, carbohydrates, and you won't be hungry for four hours easily. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And my favorite breakfast actually is uh, prote uh, pancakes, protein, uh, banana pancakes. So, mm -hmm. so easy if anyone's looking for a nice breakfast out there. You can put cinnamon on it as well, but, you know, a, a banana and uh, two eggs and just fry it up in some coconut oil. And that's pretty much what I have for breakfast most wow. days. <laughs> uh, I love it. And uh, um, yeah, so um, as I said, we, we do, we are meat eaters. So we'd, you know, eat steak or, you know, a lot of chicken and stir fries, um, coconut, coconut, uh, kind of, uh, curries, things like that. But, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a health consciousness in the house and, uh, that goes with exercise as well. So you can exercise, I suppose, and Asha, you'll back me up on this one. You can exercise all you want, but if you don't really look at your food, you're not really going to see results in your, in your body. Um, you need to look at the food. Food is very, very important. And, uh, um, I would also always say to people, you know, if I'm if I'm personal training like Otto, I'd ask them to do a food diary and just, you know, say, look, what are what you know, you'd pretty much spot quickly what uh, what are the kind of the bad spots there, what you probably should cut out, um, the sugary things, um, obviously, and uh, yeah, it's good to have a treat, but you know, you don't have them every day. Yeah, same here. I mean. <clears throat> Addictive personality, and you know, once you get a taste of something sweet, uh, sometimes I don't feel like finishing until I finish the whole package, yeah. which is really, really yeah. not good. And if I let myself down a little bit longer, I already feel not yeah. not feeling good. Yeah. And so I know I have to be disciplined myself for mm -hmm. myself, yeah, because I know the trap of not eating healthy. So there have been times when you know I wasn't eating well, and 
really paid for it. So, you know, I'm even more cautious of sugar addiction. I was sugar addicted for 25 years. Really? I never put on weight, but I had really inflamed skin. So okay. obviously it was sort of like internal process of inflammation. Yes. And the gut flora is really closely connected with your skin. So if you have yeah. eczema and you're eating sugar, so that will be your first thing because you increase acidity in your stomach, mm. uh, sorry, in your digestive flora. <clears throat> and then your good bacteria are on decline and the bad ones, the yeast, they are on, inc on, on the rise. And, and eventually that can cause you bad digestion, bad immune system, yeah. allergic reaction, which is autoimmune diseases are you reacting to your own yes, self. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. So, yeah. so that's what I learned that I have to really control my sugar. Yeah. But I still need carbohydrates. So, you know, having, you know, fruit. Here and there, mm -hmm. and some sort of buckwheat, you know, quinoa, even pasta, even bread. I like bread, but there are a few things I always try to improve and and limit. So let's say eating too much bread or eating too much dairy product. Yeah, you know th those kind of things, and eating more vegetables, eating more uh, lean meat. Yeah, and just every so often having good goal at. You know, let's say, what can I improve now going on? Because, you know, like it's you're not going to have 100% commitment and motivation the whole time. There'll be ups and downs yeah. and you might drift away. Life gets tough and, you know, you might be not prepared. Yeah. You're not going to eat your optimal meals. And that's why it, it helps when you have a whole kind of routine in your yeah, family. Yeah, preparation is absolutely key as well. So the, you know, just plan what you're going to buy in the supermarket and then prep your meals is important because if you're starving and you go to the fridge and, you know, you just there's you know there's nothing in the house you're going to take some you're going to take a bad choice and just take something that will satisfy you at that moment I, I for me um the main thing is don't beat yourself up if you have you know a bad day on food just put it behind you and move on and uh you know every day is a fresh day and just uh you know if you're struggling with your your food uh, just put it behind you and uh you know make good choices the next day and and just you know get rid of the guilt yeah good idea yeah yeah, yeah. It doesn't help that emotional torture. Yeah, and emotional. Uh, I suppose emotional eating is um, is is very um, normal for some people as well. And uh, just find something when you know you need that. You know when you're feeling that you need to eat something sugary, maybe a replacement. Just think about something a little treat for yourself. Maybe that doesn't involve food, or you know, I don't know. Go and put a face mask on, or go out for a run, or go for a run. I yeah, listen to a podcast. I, you know, I listen you to Otto. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you're gonna say go for a run. Of course, she did say that. <laughs> now, uh, going through the COVID, hopefully the last phase of it, and we're gonna be out of it. It's two years and a few months. Do you think we learned something as a society, which we were bombarding bombarded with? How many people are died? How many people are in hospitals? Do we actually realize as a society that the health was and always will be the main main um, sort of foundation for any of these, you know, in the future coming up uh, pandemics? Uh, do you think we learned something? Um, it depends. Um, I think that um, people's mental health probably suffered a lot during COVID and a lot of people maybe took a look at their mental health and, uh, you know, improved in terms of, you know, 
exercising, getting out there, walking every day, running, walking the dog, um, spending more time with your family. There was a lot of benefits of the lockdown. Um, really good quality time with your kids, with your family at home. Obviously, there was people, um, there, you know, people came out of it the other side and, you know, can't live with someone. And, you know, I was talking to someone there recently and there's been an app an unprecedented amount of separations as well. So, you know, people's mental health, I think, has been challenged hugely um, throughout COVID. And uh, it's, uh, I suppose, um, people have dealt with that in different ways. Um, so, okay. And I will have one question for yeah, you. Sure. So what is your life philosophy? You only get one life. That's an easy question for me. You get one life, live it, enjoy it. It's short. Uh, be kind to everyone. Um, just live life to the full. Don't, uh, I suppose, uh, you know, look at what you have, be grateful. Um, don't assume, uh, you have so much time <laughs> ahead of you that, uh, I've just, you know, I've seen a lot of people over COVID here one day, gone the next, you know, we lost, uh, we lost some family during COVID as well. Um, I lost my niece and, uh, my, uh, father-in-law. So, um, uh, just live life as it is. Um, be happy. Uh, be good. I'm a big believer in uh, if you're good, you'll get good things back. And uh, yeah, just let go of the past and embrace the future, you know. And where can our listeners find you? Are you on social media? I'm on Instagram. I'm not a huge uh, Instagrammer. I put up some yoga and Pilates poses, but uh, I need to get better at that. I need to put some videos up and, you know, I need I need you, someone to manage my Instagram, you know, <laughs> get me a few more followers. Um, yeah, look, I teach in David Lloyd. You can catch me uh, anytime. If you want to message me on Instagram, please do. If you want any, there's lots of kind of yoga poses up there. And I, I always say what they're good for in Pilates, you know, st stretches spine, strengthens upper back, opens hips. Um, you can message me on Instagram or uh, you can find me in a class in David Lloyd. Or So what's your name there on Instagram? So uh, Lisa Vaughan, Lisa Vaughan. That's a V-A-U-G-H-A-N. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So thank you also for giving me the opportunity to chat with you today. And uh, yeah. It was my pleasure. Have a good day. Okay. Thank you.